Okay, so Frankie, we're going to try. This is the first time we're trying this out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so tell me a little bit. I'm going to turn this music down a bit. Um, give me your name and your age. The whole, I mean, right, my present age. Just give me your name and uh, your present age. Frank. Give me your first name and your last name. Uh, Frank Geiger. Speak a little bit louder so uh, you want to speak into the microphone. Okay, my name is Frank Geiger. 1949. I was born. I am uh, 65. I will be 66 mm -hmm. July 31st. Oh, that's coming pretty soon. Mm -hmm. I'll be upstate the 24th to the 26th. Very nice. July 24th to the 26th. So we were just talking yeah. about the year 1969 because yeah. we talked about Sesame yeah. Street. I worked, right? You right. were how old? I was around 20 years old when I worked for Leverton Manufacturing Company. Wow. I was in Department 7, and... Was that your first job? No, not really, because I had a few jobs before that. Don't put your hand in front of your mouth. I had a few jobs before that. Yeah? Worked for a photography company after that, 1972 to 75. Wow. Worked for St. Albert's Girl High School. Now that's when you were <laughs> young, right? Yeah, 1964 to 68. Wow. The nuns gave me $50 a month. You told me about yeah. that. And That's right after you graduated from high school, right? Right. And I where did you go to high school? Eli Whitney, vocational high school on North 6th and Hevermeyer. Which is now called... Uh, Harry, uh, which is now called... Uh, Harry Van Arsdale? No, it was. They changed it to the uh, School of Education, I think. Really? Even yeah. I didn't know that. And I went through four years of that. Went to Annunciation Catholic School, which was directly on the same side but across the street. Before that. Right? <clears throat> but Our Lady Mount Carmel is my parish on North uh, 6th Street over there. And Havemeyer. And Havemeyer. But they wouldn't take me in for the school there because at that time, my mother and father needed a donation for a desk. They didn't have it. You gotta be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding me, you whatsoever. Frankie. No, I'm not. The priest told my mother and father, send your son Frankie down to Annunciation because we don't want him here. That's true. I'm going back to the 50s. Wow. <laughs> what grade was that? You were uh, I had just started. I was in the. We had in Annunciation, they had uh, the nursery. So my mother brought me there because she was going to work, and then your was, mom worked in those days. That yeah. was pretty unusual. And then, my, of course, my father too. And then uh, we had kindergarten. Besides that, don't laugh. I'm not laughing. And I, I was left back in the first grade because I was out sick too much. Oh, why were you sick? I had the uh, had the mumps, this, that, the measles, the chicken pox, whatever. So, 47 wow. days out, <clears throat> so they had to put me back and I had to repeat the whole year again. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember that at all? You do, you remember first, you remember repeating first grade? And I, and I was with the worst class in the whole school all those years. The worst class. Oh, you mean when you, when you got held back? When I got held, I was oh. with the worst class. I mean, we had about 62 students in the class. And this was at? Annunciation. Annunciation. Yeah. And where you said that it was, was on Hevermeyer Street. Street and North, uh, I think it was on North 7th Street, if I'm not mistaken. So there were two Catholic schools right by each other? Yeah. Uh, William Montcalm was down this way, all the way down, where we have the feast every year. 
face so that's around yeah. north sixth and half yeah, mile right. and then, remember people are hearing you yeah. they're not going to see where right, you're gesturing right. and then uh, eli whitney public high school was in the middle across the street not right across from annunciation annunciation huh. school and believe it or not st albert's high school where was that that was the only girl Catholic. All girls. All girls. I worked. Do you know about this, John? What is yeah. it called? I worked over there for. What was it called? St. Albert's Girl High School. St. Albert's Girls yeah. High School. Do you yeah. know about that, John? No. No. Uh, and it was the only Catholic girl high school inside the convent. There was around two hundred and fifty to three hundred girls. What? And I worked there five day, six days a week. How'd you feel being around? It was all good. It was high great. School girls. It was great. The nuns gave me fifty dollars a month. $50 a month is crazy. I was 14 years old, 15 years old. So that was like an after-school job? I did it even during school time when I, you know, like from when I was in Annunciation School. But then like after I graduated, I worked over there study. And then I hope they gave you more than $50 then they gave a month. Me, they gave me $50 a month because I, was, I wasn't even... I was only around 14, 15 years old. But what about when you finished, when I finished high school? And what they did was... Even when I finished with Eli Whitney, I still worked over there. And then, like, uh, when I got the job with A&S Department Store in 1968, I worked there on a Wednesday, because that was my day off. And then, like... At Annunciation. I, yeah, I worked there at St. Albert's High School. I'm sorry, St. Albert's, Albert's High School. on a Wednesday, and I worked over there, held the door for the girls, took care of the milk, took the garbage out six days a week, swept the yard on Saturdays. I was there from uh, right after church. I was there from like nine o'clock in the morning till maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. You're a hard worker. And you know, you know Vera? Sure, Vera Salas. Well, Vera, that was her. She went to that school. That's how many years I know her. Really? Oh yeah. Vera, I know her from, from that time. That's wild. Where did she live at the time? I think she was living on... Uh, See, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I know it was over in Brooklyn, over here, Williamsburg, but I don't remember what street. And so remind me, where did you live when you were growing up? 420 Union Avenue. And that's, what's the cross? What that's are the cross between streets? Ainsley, I was between Ainsley and Devoo. So that's pretty close to here. Yeah. And then they had a candle factory on Devoo Street. Which is no longer there. My really? grandma, my grandmother worked over there. My mother's mother. And then we had, of course, the barber shop, Lenny's on Union Avenue, where I go to since I was seven years old. You still yeah. go there now? I still go there. Patrick, mm -hmm. even Patrick goes there. And it was there since you were seven. Uh, yes. Or you were going there since was, you were seven. Since I was seven years old, I've been going over there. Well, he retired. And then, like, they have Kellogg's Diner across the street from the barbershop. Mm -hmm. They used to have a tuxedo place across the street from there. Across yes. Union? Yeah, over there. And then they had a... And Kellogg's Diner, of course, is yeah, by the G. Yeah, it's by the yeah, G yeah, and yeah, the Yeah, Metropolitan and Union yep. over there. And then they had, like, Tidoni's Grocery Store on Union Avenue. And then they had, like, a cane store next to it. Oh, well, oh, the, the yeah. candle store was next to the candle yeah. factory? The, the, no, no. The candy store was right next to oh, Tidoni's. Yeah, the candy store was right next to uh, Tidoni's on Union Avenue. That's a lot of And stuff. then you had, uh, well, Monica Drugstore right on uh, Consolier 
and Union Avenue. Monica Drugstore? Yeah, La Monica. <coughs> oh, La Monica. Yeah, La Monica Drugstore. Right on Constantly in Union Avenue. Did you work, ever work in any of those stores? Nope. I did work for a store, though, uh, years back. It was Jack's Candy Store, Jack's Snack Bar, whatever. It's a little candy store restaurant. He used to open at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I used to go there at night to help him put the, the empty soda bottles away downstairs. That took me like a couple of hours. And I used to get paid on that. And then I, he did that for a couple of years, the store. Opened up at 4 in the morning, closed at 11 o'clock at night. He lived right in the neighborhood. Used to, you did that or you did all, you know, he No, did, he did he that. Because I was going to Eli Whitney at the time. Besides enunciation. After I graduated, so I did that. And then, believe it or not, Leviton, where I used to work. Now, Lewis's Pastry Shop was on Metropolitan Avenue. And Where was that on Metropolitan Avenue? Uh, right by, it um, was off Metropolitan Avenue. There was a, a record shop over there years ago. We used to buy 45s and... Uh, I remember 45s yeah. so from There was a record shop there. And I used to, and when I used to work for Leviton, Louis the Pastry Shop, his nephew was my boss. At Leviton. At Leviton. Interesting. Mm. Now you said something about working at ANS. Yeah, I worked there for about. I worked in Manhattan. For, yeah, no, it was in Brooklyn. Oh, you mean it was like on Fulton Street? It was on Fulton Street. I'm going. Yeah, 1968. Uh, what'd you do there? I was a stock boy. I, I put all the all their cans and goods away. Then I worked on. Then I was in several departments. But didn't they mostly? Doesn't I thought ANS mostly did clothes and stuff. Yeah, they clo they closed. No, no clothing. I thought oh, they clothing. sold clothing. They had everything there. Really, it was like a real old fashioned department yeah. store. Yeah, clothing. They had appliances. They had. Uh, matter of fact, if you went downstairs, they also had. You could buy ice cream, orange juice on your break. They had everything over there. How many? Is that where Macy's is now? Macy's is, I think. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit down for it. I'm not sure. Then you had Martin's Department Store all the way down oh, on to... on Fulton Street? On, yeah, on Fulton Street. Wow. Wow. How old were you when you were working there? Oh, boy. Uh, see, 1968. Um, had to be about... Let's see. Maybe I was around 18, 18 or 19. So you went straight from high school to, to work, yeah. right? You didn't... You never thought about college, did you? No. No, we, I, I, I didn't want, I couldn't go anyway. I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the brains enough for that. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm serious, Julie. Well, was that your, that was that your thinking or no, someone told you that? that? No, my mother and father thought the same way. I wasn't smart enough for college. My grades in Catholic school. Well, anybody, I mean, anybody can go to college. My grades in Catholic school weren't that great. Well, I think mean. I was a 75, 80 student, that's all. And plus that we didn't have the money for college anyway. I came from a poor family, so. So tell me a little bit more about, so how long did you work at ANS? Not long. I worked there for a few months before the holidays, and then I went back there again for, um, <clears throat> to help them with their, uh, what's it called, there's a word that they Inventory? Use. Inventory, yeah. Okay. Inventory. I did that for about a month. So you didn't work there too long. Right. But what about Leviton? Leviton. other worked, people here I, have worked at Leviton. I worked there for a year. A year? Yeah. Brought, I brought home like uh, $69 a week. Did you ever know Susan, who worked at Leviton when she worked there? Susan. Susan, who comes for bingo. She's very, she's petite. She's, 
You would probably know her if you saw her. She sits whenever before bingo. She sits in the hallway. In the hallway. And she was at she was at Levitin for years. Yeah, but I don't know what year she. Because uh, I started there in 1969. I was there for a year. And talk a little bit about what you did there. Uh, I was a floor boy. I used to give the women their work on the machines. I used to do piecework. Did the piecework. And what did they make there? Electronic. <laughs> It was all porcelain stuff for for, for light bulbs and everything. Oh, gotcha. Then they had the, then they had the wires. I had to pick them out just to make sure that they matched with each other. When you say that they, you mean the colors matched? Or? Every, everything. You had to make sure everything was right. Because if you gave them the wrong stuff and the women did the piecework, that whole order would be no good. Everything had to be exact. So you had a very important job. I had to measure the wires and everything and gave it to the women on the machines and I had to carry boxes on a, on a wheeler, roll them to the girls that were doing the same kind of work. And then what they had too was like there was a woman in the office and like around maybe 3.30, quarter, 4 in the afternoon, she'd come around and check the, all the piecework on the machine. And then like they got paid by piecework. Some of them brought home $200, some of them brought home 100 bucks. but they used to tell you how much you would bring home. They used to give you so much per box. At the end of every day they would tell at the, you. Yeah, at the end of, yeah, at the, say they gave you like a big box of uh, porcelain or whatever, they would tell you how much you were going to get, maybe around $25, $30, whatever. That's how they did it. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, and Levitin was a really big employer in the community Yeah, at the time, well, he, right? uh, he was, well, he was the big boss. Then he had this one guy, uh, a nice Jewish fellow, I used to go to the store for him. Was the, were the owners of the, of the yeah, yeah, factory yeah. were Jewish? Yeah, uh, a couple of them were Jewish. Okay. Then he had this one guy, his name was Abby, and he used to have me go to the store for him, get his lunch, what I used to do. He used to give me a tip, and he used to check, he used to be in charge of about, I think, seven or eight departments. He was in charge of a lot of departments he was in charge and he wanted to make sure that every order went out and if the order didn't go out he would get on top of the boss and tell him i want this out now that's what he used to tell him and sometimes like if they didn't get the orders out fast enough they used to stay there over the weekend and when he came in on a monday he wanted to know how come the orders were still here because people used to call they say where's our stuff you know the stores and everything did they supply just for New York, or you think they've supplied oh, around I, the country? I, I'm not too sure about that, Julie. I don't know where that stuff went, because they had their own shipping department. I was never in the shipping department. I just stayed in that one department over there. And then, like, sometimes I went downstairs, and all the old stuff that they had, I used to grind it, because it was no good no more. Really? Yeah, because... What did you grind? Uh, all the old porcelain. Because I think, Julie, it was real cheap stuff. Because you know what? Really? Yeah, if you dropped it on the floor... It shattered? It, it broke. It broke. It broke. Interesting. Was this for, like, light bulbs and stuff like that? Everything. Light bulbs, switches, wow. switches on the wall, wires, uh, fit, like something like this up there now, that, that you have the lights and everything. The wall full of... Uh, yeah. Fluorescent lights. <laughs> um, that's so yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Wait, someone's. Um, you know what? We're gonna pause it for a minute because I'm getting a call mm -hmm. beyond 15 minutes and 32 seconds. <gasps> we missed all that stuff. I can't believe we just missed all that uh. stuff.
Darn, we missed all that stuff that he was just talking about. I can't believe it. We'll have to tell him the next time he comes. See, now I'm learning how to use the machine. So that's, see, this is the, this is the sad part about, because I said 15 minutes. We've been talking for a lot more. We've been talking for almost half an hour. Yeah, it's five to five. Yeah, almost. So I, that's, okay. So if you're ever going to, what a shame. We got to, we got to get him in here another time. Yeah. He was fabulous. Yeah. Maybe I'll call him and have him come talk sometime. But tell, just summarize some of the things he was telling us about Frankie. What was his name again? Paris. Uh, no, John, uh, John. I think he said Paris, didn't it? P-E-R-R-I-S? Yeah, but his first name is... Uh, it's okay. You don't remember. Johnny, I think. Johnny. Okay. I thought I'll, he said John. Oh, it's John. So summarize. Since unfortunately we were just learning how to use this recorder, mm-hmm. we missed all that. Tell us, because he, he came in when you started talking about, what was that club? Uh, the Idle Hour Club on the on Havemeyer Street. The Idle Hour Club yeah. on Havemeyer yeah. Street. They used to have parties in there and everything. My mother father had their wedding party in there. So, so wow, that's pretty cool. They had their mm-hmm. wedding party like in the in a in a sketchy it club. It was pretty big. It was big. Yeah, it was pretty big. Wow. And then he was talking about so many great things. What was he talking about? He was talking about the Delucas Pastry uh, the Shop. The Delucas Pastry Shop, like I just came out with. Then Bomanti's restaurant. Yep, and he was talking about the different girls and yeah, how they had different yeah, businesses. He right. said, let's see, uh, he said that um, Laura had the bakery, right. and then one of the other, who was the one who had the restaurant? Uh, no, the, 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 no, what happened was uh, one of them, no, it wasn't like, uh, I think it was what they did was like, it was this, one of them had the, the, uh, Another, uh, it was another bakery or something over there, but they didn't succeed too well. No, Laura Bamante. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. She didn't succeed, but then her yeah. sister had a yeah. restaurant there yeah. for a while. And then Bamante's has been there, so... Oh, Bamante's is, few, yeah. like, yeah. maybe seven blocks away. No, uh, about... Let's see. Let's see around... It's not that far. It's on Withers. Well, Monty's right on Wizards and Unions, right around the corner yeah, from right. Malady and Montcalm. Not so far. Yeah. You're right, it's not so far from yeah. Havemeyer and North Six. So, have you ever been to Bamante's? Yeah? I haven't been in the end since we had the St. Albert Girl High School reunion. The St. Who? We had a reunion in there for St. Albert's High School. Oh, interesting. And one of the girls had me on computer, Frankie the Doorman. We want. What do you mean on computer? Uh, they, somebody put me on, they had me on the computer, Frankie the Doorman, St. Albert's High School. They found me in the computer. and they, you mean they looked you up? Yeah, they looked me up. Oh, so they put down Frankie the Doorman, St. Albert's High School. For, I worked there for four years, so they wow. wanted me to come to the reunion, That's which so I did. Nice. It was a six-hour reunion. It was a six-hour reunion at Pomonte's restaurant? That must have been expensive. Who paid for it? Everyone we paid for did. themselves? yeah. It was $55 a piece. How long ago was that? Oh, about, let's see, let's see. Must have been relatively recently. Five, six years ago. Okay, because I was going to say $55. Mm-hmm. Now, just in case we missed it, I just want you to talk about your mom again yeah. and, and this picture. Well, my father's not in there because he had already passed away. Okay. That had to be, I think it was around... 92 of October. Okay. Had to be Columbus Day. And you think they would, and then what are they doing here? Can you explain They're the marching. Picture? They're marching. And what are they holding? They're holding the band for the swinging 60s. Yep. Yep. And what was your mom's first name? Catherine. Catherine. She looks like a sweetheart. Hmm. Were you close to your mom? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I was the only son. Were you the only child? No sisters, no brothers. Me too. You and you and me both. She looks very, very mm. sweet. Mm. Very sweet. And she came here for a long time, right? Oh yeah, almost twenty years until they passed away. And she looks she looks really happy in this picture. Oh yeah, she loved coming here. And even even though she yeah. lost her dad, yeah, yeah. she looks really, really oh, happy yeah. in that picture. Mm. And then did you know anybody from this picture here? Let's see if we go up this these yeah. are people who were mm. they did like a mock wedding at the same Yeah, well time. they they were in that too, my mother and father, but I think this one is this one is uh earlier or Oh your parents did one of these too? I only I don't think so. I'm sorry that they're not straight. Because uh, they they were dressed up and my father was dressed up in a tuxedo my and my mother. Oh, you was have there. a picture of him like that? No, I, I John John has one. Does he? Yeah, John has him. Yeah, John has all the pictures. We gotta go through. We gotta yeah. sit with some group yeah. of people and sit go yeah. through the paper the pictures that were up in the wall. Even Tom, taking off. Antoinette who comes here. Yeah. Well she knows my mother she knew my mother and father very well. Really? Because my mother worked in the kitchen too. Here. Yeah. I forgot. That's when Tilly yeah. was here. That was when Tilly was here. How long do you think she worked here? In the oh, I don't know. I couldn't even tell. Was she a too. volunteer? Was she were paid? I, I don't. That I don't even know. I because I don't know everything that she did. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so tell me now. There was a there was a time. It's a couple months ago. It was over the winter. I met some of your yeah, yeah. More recent that, colleagues. Yeah, that was. So in, tell me that talk, was in Kanye's. Yeah, talk about Kanye's. You, yeah. you, your, your colleague. I talked to him on the phone. He's like, "Oh, come by." It's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll come by. Yeah, so so talk about Kanye's. That, that bar's been there for years. And, and you live close to it. Right? Yeah, I live right next door to now, it. Do you live in this? You don't live where you grew up, do you? Uh. I grew up in Williamsburg on Union Avenue. Oh, you told me that. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. And now you live in Greenpoint. Now I live in Greenpoint. Now you live. When did you move to Greenpoint? Oh, about 2001. Were you living in your parents' apartment before that? I lived on Skillman Avenue after they passed away. A different place. Right. That, uh, that was on Skillman Avenue. Because we lived on Union Avenue. We got burnt down and robbed over there. You got burnt down and robbed? Yeah. We lived over there. And then we moved out in 1976. Then we got the rooms on Skillman Avenue. And you, it's funny you call them rooms, not yeah. an apartment. They call them rooms. Yeah. And then, uh, and you see, I was mugged and stabbed in 1982. What? Yeah, I, I was stabbed after coming off the, the B-53 bus. And uh, some... some it's it's going to be in the main room. Oh, do you have a sign-up sheet? I have nothing to do with it. I don't think they're going to be here till 6.30, though. And uh, I, some guy had his arm around my neck. Really? Knocked, knocked me down. And, then and where was this? This was right on uh, Union Avenue. At, no, Metropolitan and Larmer over there. Everything was already shut down, so I got stabbed six times. What? Six times I was stabbed. And this so was what year? 1982. Two? Yeah, four o'clock in the morning. What were you doing? Well, I'm not going to ask you what was, you were doing was, at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was out bouncing around in Ridgewood, Queens, where I hang out. Uh, well, did you take the subway back? No, I took the bus back. Wow. And then I was in the hospital for 11 days. Really? I don't think I ever... Had a chest tube in me to get over. How do you think you were so lucky that you survived? I guess I thought about my grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> 
1980, that was only 1982. 30, 1982. 30 couple years ago. Yeah, 1982. Wow, so you were like in your 30s. Yeah, all for $25. For $25? Well, I guess in those days, are they considered <laughs> a lot? Of, did they get the money? Yeah, took it out so of So why hand. did they have to stab you? Yeah. How many kids? Just I never one? saw my attacker. I never saw my attacker. Really? I never saw my attacker. Did they ever find the person? I don't know. I mean, you reported it to police, I don't, right? I don't even, yeah, the cops knew about it, but the, they, couldn't, they couldn't find the guy. Wow. You were lucky. <laughs> well, so tell me about when you started. So I met your colleagues who worked with you. Yeah, I the worked. They came to my company. They were there for about 10 years. But then, like, uh, they uh, covered up from one of the bosses. Wait, I'm missing something. They, one of the bosses stole. Well, what was? Let's back up. What was the company that you went to work for? It was Daiwa Securities. Daiwa, and yeah. it was Korean, Japanese. Japanese. Japanese, yeah. and that was located where? Uh, right down by Water Street. Okay, in Manhattan. In Manhattan. In Manhattan, and uh -huh. ha ha when? When did you? How old were you about when you started working there? I was in my, uh, I think I was in my twenties. Okay. I was. A, I worked there for thirty-seven and a half years. That's a long time, Frankie. It's a long time. Yeah. So you were like in your late twenties. Yeah, around there. Wow. So the guys that I met. Yeah. Um, they worked there for about maybe ten, twelve years. So what you were starting to tell a story about yeah. somebody was covering yeah, well, something up. They, um, they, they had a couple of bosses, and this one boss that they had stole money from the company. And was he Japanese or was he American? It was uh, Japanese. He was Japanese. He was he was he was American, but he stole money from the company. He was putting money into his deposit, and then they finally caught up to him. Wow! He stole about seven million dollars. What? <laughs> seven million dollars. Seven over how many years? Uh, he did it within about maybe one or two years. Wow, seven million? That's yeah. crazy. Then they That's locked crazy. him up. They handcuffed him on the outside because the cops came up and they escorted him downstairs. And they didn't want to handcuff him in front of uh, everybody. Yeah, they handcuffed him on the outside. Oh, my God. And he got fired. Well, I guess so. <laughs> if he went to jail, yeah, he yeah. probably got fired. Yeah. And then they had him, then he, uh, then they, then they released him, then they put him on the house arrest, and then he was divorced from his wife. Sounds crazy. <laughs> well, what did you like about working there? Because you were, it was, it was great. And what was your job? No, I was a messenger. The whole time, or did you do different I worked things? worked in the mailroom, which I couldn't, I didn't know too much about the mailroom, but they put me in there anyway. Well, you gotta learn. And then I was a messenger. Then I did some office work, inter-office work. I did it all. You did it all. Yeah. And what, is the company still in business? Yeah, it's still there. So how many of the, those of the guys that we met, so so we met those guys at Connie O's yeah. pub. Yeah. It was sometime in the winter. It was like February January. or something. It was January. Yeah. You have a good memory. They're um, not with them anymore. They, none of them no, are? No. <clears throat> Does the company exist anymore? Yeah. So how come you decided to... Uh, to retire. Did they ask you to retire? No, I wanted to. You wanted I to. retired at 65 on the head. But I assume you have, hopefully they gave you a pension. They're going to give no, you a pension. No, they gave you a little something. They gave you a little something. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get a pension? No, so we don't have a pension. It's a 401k. Well, that's something. Mm -hmm. So, that's but something. I, 
I wanted to retire at 65. I figured 37 and a half years was enough. So how did you, did you enjoy working there? I would yeah. assume you did I, if you yeah. never left. Did you ever think about try, go trying another job? No, I, would, I didn't want to leave, not after that many years. So I figured 37 and a half years there was enough. Good people. So that's cool because I think you told me when when made those, a few friends over there. Yeah, well, when you told me when you when you invited those kids to see those yeah. kids, those huh. your your yeah. your buddies to see you over there, you said you'd never they'd never actually come to Greenpoint before. Very very seldom they ever come to Greenpoint because they live in Jersey, they live right. in Staten Island, Pennsylvania. Did they? What did they say about Greenpoint? Well, they liked it. They loved the bar. Well, the bar. I mean, the bar is kind of old school Greenpoint, yeah. right? Well, it's all renovated now. That's renovated? Yeah. That was renovated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think you had noticed it, but it's all renovated. It was well, I wouldn't know because I was pink, never in there before. Pink walls and you have the floor that's all black. And then um, the backyard is great. There's a backyard there? Yeah. Do they have tables That's it? what I forgot to show you is the backyard. Well, because it was the winter. Yeah. I forgot to show but the next time if they ever come down, I'll have them see, and I'll have you look at the backyard, because oh. you could drink down the backyard. Oh, nice. And if you want to order around anything, you could order around, you could eat in the backyard. That's pretty nice, so you can order food in. Yeah, you could order around, my friend, she'll call up. Wow. And then the guy comes and he delivers it. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So who owns the bar? My friend Tracy and her husband, Jimmy. And are they from the neighborhood originally? Yeah, well, he's from Ireland, and... Uh, she grew up in Greenpoint. Was the bar there when she was growing up? The bar, well, it was a different name. But it was a bar. But it's, yeah. So she and her husband bought it. Yeah, so her, her husband bought the place. And then, like, uh, it's been kind of now for about 23, 24 years. And so they own the building, right? They own the bar and the building. And do you live in the, that building or you live in a different building? No, I live right next door to the bar, right next door. I'm like on the ground floor. So it's kind of like that's your home. Yeah, yeah it's that's my hangout. Your hangout. But, right? And I also hang out in Queens. See, you said that. How come you hang out in Queens? What? I've been hanging out in Queens 43 years. Really? Just because you knew people over there? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so I think we're going to, we've... What we've recorded is is about a half an hour. We missed yeah. about 15 minutes, yeah. but um, I think we covered a lot. So I think I just want to ask you, tell me what you think about, tell me a little bit about two things as we wrap up. Tell me um, a little bit about your connection to the center and how you feel about the center. And maybe start, so we start, maybe we'll end on a nice note. Tell yeah. me how you feel about all the, the, the new people in the neighborhood. You can include me as a new person, even though I've been here for almost well, 27 yeah. years. Well, well, I'm pretty, you've been my friend for 11 months. Okay. And you've been a great friend. Well, thank you, Frank. Then I have John, of course. I know him since we were kids. Yeah. He's been great to me. He's yep. still a great friend of mine. Beautiful. Uh, Roseanne, the same way. Uh, well, what do you like? What What Maria makes you like Joseph. to come about coming here? I like the people. Okay. My mother and father came here for years. That's why I come here. So you feel very loyal to the center. Yeah. And how do you feel about all the hipsters in the neighborhood and all the changes? Well, Tell me honestly. What I'm you not think. really. I can't say I'm, well, they're okay, Yeah. but, you know, I'm not really too crazy about them, but there's nothing anybody could do about it, because it's all over the place. Well, you were telling me a story. Hey, how are you? Looks like we're right back. Okay, we're recording, Phil. All right, Phil. Um, <laughs> you, were you the one who said to me something about somebody came from out of state and they couldn't, you were at the turkey's nest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do it as panios also. They do? Yeah, tell, what, us, tell us what right. they do. What happens tell us what is, they do. I'm at the bar. And this was in Connie O's, and um, 
couple of them come in and Hey, hey Philip. You can say hey. Oh, recording. I thought you were recording. Yeah, no, we're recording. Yeah. You got, I'm going to record you one day, Mr. Capinegro. Yes, and I am. I don't know if you, if you, and what happens is about three or four of them pop in, and I'm I'm, I'm drinking my beer. And this is, I'm sorry, you said it. And I'm drinking. Canios or turkeys? Canios. Okay. So I'm in my hangout bar, Canios, and a couple of them come over to me and they say, yeah, Where were you originally from? So I told them that from. The I was neighborhood. Born in, yeah, I was I'm born from in, the neighborhood. Yeah, I was born and raised in this neighborhood. So <laughs> the girl tells me, that's simply amazing <laughs> how people could be born and raised in this neighborhood. I said, but what's so amazing about it? You're from where? Chicago? It's the same thing. But they said that we felt that this is a tourist attraction. Yeah. I said, no. And then last week, Last Thursday at the Turkey's Nest. You love the Turkey's Nest, right? I, I go in there and, well, I'm good friends with the owner. So anyway, uh, people from St. Louis come in, about five of them. And they say, where were you originally from? I says, I'm from me. I was born and raised within the neighborhood. Right. So one says, are you sure? So his friend says to him, can't you tell by his Brooklyn accent that he's from the neighborhood that he's born and raised here? So he bought us all around the drinks, and that was it. But it's, Julie, I can tell you this right now. <laughs> if they ever say to you, where do you originally come from? Oh, boy. I mean, how? it's funny. Well, but see, I'm not originally from the neighborhood. Although my, my grandmother is. By God, this way, you look like you are from the neighborhood. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Should I take that as a compliment, yes. Frankie? Yes, yes. Really? And, and it, I'm really curious. We'll wrap up with this. What is it about the way you think I look that makes me seem like I'm from the neighborhood? Is it the way I look, or is it just my you're, interaction you're, with people? No, no, or? no, no. You're very well mannered. Number one. <laughs> you're very pretty. Number two. Oh, you're gonna make me blush, Frankie. I'm crazy about you. Number three. <laughs> and that's what makes it seem like I'm from the neighborhood, right? Because like we. And you're very easy to get along with. Okay. And you feel like people from this neighborhood are like that? Even though we have so much fighting in the dining room? <laughs> That's going to change pretty soon. Is it? <laughs> I think You're going to so. make a change? I am. I'm okay. Try I'm what are your plans for... Uh, we'll, listen, we'll wrap up. What are your plans for the next couple of years? Like, what would you like to see happen at the senior, at the center, at the senior center? Because you're you're one of our, you know, I'm making you my, um, I'm making you my uh, assistant on this project. Well, a lot of people here have to know how to act. Number one, okay, something to act like a bunch of babies. <laughs> I Especially wouldn't disagree comes, with you. Yes, even when it comes to a lunch ticket, they fight over it. Yeah, that's true. And then they argue at bingo. Right. And, you know, I mean, they get out of hand half the time over here. Yeah. And which, is, which is why when you said it seemed like I was from the neighborhood, I was like, uh, oh, no, am I, am I doing bad they're, things? They're, I, you know, I like to sometimes put my foot down yeah. and just tell them, it's easy to keep quiet. And then, like, when it comes to a public address announcement that you or Roseanne have to make, yeah. it seems like it's hard for them to keep quiet. Well, let's, let's talk about the good things that you want to do. And then... I think that'll uh, cover it. Maybe like, what are the good things that you want to see happen here? Because I consider I you a have, leader here, I think you know? We could have, You're a new leader here well, in I your 11 you months. and John and maybe Maria <coughs> and Roseanne get together. Maybe we can have like a couple of social functions here, like having, okay. a, having a party. 
for a Friday night. Okay. Do it for maybe four until nine. Oh, Mary would like to hear that Mary because Mary wants to do that. Because what happened was years back they used to have them here from four until nine. Okay. And they were great parties. I mean, they had like a nice Valentine party. They had the Halloween party where you were dressed up or not. Then you have like uh, uh, Christmas parties and everything. No. Anything that would put interest into the people here. Okay. And like, of course, you're going to charge, but you have to do, they can spend 25 hours to go to the casino. The casino, they can afford they to can come afford, to a party. Right, they could afford it over here. So you want to see something that reminds you of the past, of the past, good things, right. and, and gets everybody back in right. a good frame of mind, yeah. is that kind of what I'm yeah. hearing? right. Okay. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna end this, but is there any last thing you want to share with me before we end this interview? Well, let me put it to you this way: I love this place. I love it with all my heart, and uh, the way my mother and father did it, I'm gonna do it too. That's great. Thank you. That's great. Again, this is an interview. I'm Julie Lawrence, and the assistant director of the Swinging Sixty Center, and I am talking to our wonderful. A member of the center for 11 months now, Frankie yeah. Geiger, and the date today is Monday, June 1st. June 1st. Okay, thank you so much, Frankie. This was our first try at it, and we'll listen to it maybe tomorrow and see how it went. Thank uh -huh. you so much.